Welcome to Sonoma Ashram's podcast, Sunday Satsang with Babaji. With great love and respect in my heart, I welcome you to this beautiful Sunday gathering of friends and family. It's just beautiful to sit with you and look at you, feel your energy, feel your vibrations coming. And that's enough for me. Before we begin, let's just take a few moments to arrive, to center ourselves. So wherever you are, just pull your spine straight open your shoulders, or just be comfortable in one position, however it is. Lighten your mind and close your eyes. With utmost attention, just look within at yourself. What is happening within this beautiful body that we have received? Perfect machine from the day we were born till now, it has been with us growing, changing, beautiful home to reside in. Bring your attention to that breath that has also been with us from the moment we were born till now. Breath is coming in. Breath is going out. That heart that's beating. Started beating even before we came on this earth. In mother's womb started beating has been with us. Watch everything settling down, strong or weak currents of thoughts and mind settling down in appreciation of the most precious things that we have been gifted with.
And gently we open our eyes. <clears throat> greet each other, greet ourselves. I have several things on my mind, but let's see what comes out. Most of all, today is a very special day for me. When I arrived in this town of Sonoma, embarking upon this new life, after being hungry, no food, no place to live, just totally open. Today was the first day I was offered food. And that food was not just ordinary food in a bowl. It was a glass of champagne, roasted chicken, mashed potatoes. Baba had told me that once you go on this new life, on the third day, if you receive food and a place to stay, you should know the Divine Mother's blessing is with you. That's all he had said. If you receive it. So even it was not like you will. If you receive it, just know that that is the Mother's blessing is with you. So on this day, I did receive food and a place to sleep. For me, it became a confirmation, a day of confirmation that the Guru's blessing, the Divine Mother's blessing is with me. If you look at it in a way, it was a very simple act. It could have happened anyway. But for me, it was the confirmation of that blessing. And I have never lacked food ever since then. Although the Guru's blessing, Mother's blessing is always with us. It's with us every day, every moment. But we forget. So it's nice to have, like we have Mother's Day, Father's Day, Teacher's Day, Secretary's Day. For me, it's like a confirmation day. And it's not only in my life, it's in everyone's life. It's in your own life. But just to think about that moment in your life, when you truly felt, yes, the blessing is coming towards you. There are moments when I forget, even thinking of that day, this day, that moment, awakens something in me. So it's nice to have a day like this in our life. And from that day on, this journey began and the ashram happened. So many friends came along, supported, became a part of this journey. And in each one, everybody that 
each one of you who have come in my life, I see that is none but the Divine Mother. It's none but that Supreme coming through you towards me. And this is my prayer. This is my constant prayer. May I always remember this, see this, that whoever has come to be a part of the ashram, to do, we have done so many things. It's all mother's grace. And you are very important part of it. You are her. So this is where I will stop talking about 4th of July. May we all find that day of confirmation in our life and mere thinking about that, may we receive, may we rekindle that thought. That the divine blessing is in my life. Life will go on. There will be good moments, there will be not so good moments, there will be pleasant, unpleasant, there will be celebrations, there will be sorrows. May we continue on this journey of life in the best possible way we can. <clears throat> Yesterday, I was just sitting outside and a couple came with two kids, seven and nine. During this pandemic, I could just feel how their energy was just, they were overwhelmed maintaining the two kids, homeschooling, their activities, going to work, providing for their family. They just had, I could just feel their total overwhelm feeling. So they just came and sat down and I didn't start speaking to them. I just kind of just sat there quietly and even closed my eyes for a moment. So they didn't feel obligated to start talking. Within a minute or two, I could feel they just went so deep in stillness because their kids were not there. They were playing in the garden, looking at the peach tree and the fig tree. And they were just left by themselves sitting and it was such a beautiful thing to watch that how quickly they went into meditation without any instruction. I had not given them any instruction of meditation. They just went there. 
and I have been thinking about that, that most of us have so much time, so much leisure. We try to meditate, yet we have our struggles. But the couple, they just didn't need any instruction. They didn't need anything. All they needed was little space by themselves where they could feel safe and free with, without any obligations. And they just went there. The body needs it. Mind needs it. It's a requirement actually for our mind and body to have that kind of those moments. When we look at ourselves, there are many people in the first stage of life, there are many in second stage of life, many in third, many in fourth. And Even meditation is a struggle for some who have plenty of time. Those who have no time for them, meditation came very quickly. So it really reminded me of Baba's words that it's hunger that makes the food taste good. Hunger. We have to have hunger to know something, to experience something that we have not accessed yet. Those of us in our third and fourth stages of life, we have to look at where our attention is. Yeah, you look at the body, body is changing every day particularly in this stages of life, it's even more evident. It's, you wake up in the morning and the joints are hurting and the face is wrinkled and hair is more grown or disappearing and the teeth falling and the hearing going. All these things that we have been associating with that we have been thinking is me is leaving. Slowly, slowly, slowly. I see, you know, people in my age group, when they come in, the first thing they talk about is their body and what doctor they have seen and who have they been seen and what are they dealing with and what diet they are on. Like this is the conversation. This is the preoccupation. It, the body doesn't look the same. So if we keep preoccupied just with this, the looks, no matter how much diet I go on, continue to gain weight, look at the food and I gain weight. So if my attention is only on those things, we miss out on that supreme beauty that really needs to be accessed. That's this is the call of the third and the fourth ashram of life. I'm not saying don't pay attention to the body, do 
pay attention, take care, do exercise, good diets, and then leave it alone. Go, pay attention to something else that this is the time for. Meditation is the best friend that we can develop in our third and fourth stages of life. Yes, it's hard. We are not familiar with it. Mind will come and start reacting and will start looking for distractions. Even being preoccupied with the body is also a distraction from the real work that we need to do. Like I said, I had many things on my mind. Somehow I woke up this morning thinking about <clears throat> my childhood in the, my father's mango grove. We would go there picking mangoes. This is the mango season. So yes, there were low hanging mangoes that were ripe and it was easy to pick. So first we'll go for those, but after a day or two, the mangoes that were ripe were higher. They weren't as easy to grab and pick. So we had to climb the tree and reach out and hanging on one branch and reaching out to the mango and on your toes and one leg on a branch. I was just visualizing those images and how it was hard, but once you got the mango, it all made sense. And I think the meditation is like that too. By nature, not only humans, there is something in us that's lazy. We always go for the low hanging fruit. If it's not easy, if it's a little challenging, we give up and we go under another tree or try to find another mango somewhere else. But it's right there. It's within you, within your reach. So mind will have its um, distractions, but we have to develop the practice to stay with us and keep practicing what we know or what we have learned. I know many people who have studied meditation for years, have gone to all the seminars and the workshops and have learned all the techniques. But when it comes to being still, being by yourself, it's still hard. The distractions will be there. Even the body's distraction will be there. The aging distractions will be there. The other struggle will be there. But we have to find, carve out, not a little time, a little more time now. A little more time maybe two, three times a day. If you can't sit, lie down, 
lie on the couch, close your eyes, and just breathe. This is the simplest technique that we all have learned about meditation. Breathe in, breathe out. If you have been given a mantra, repeat your mantra as much as you can. As much as you can. So this preoccupation that we have with our body, with our struggles, with our somebody's struggles, if we don't have one, we bring it in to and start talking about that. Don't totally disassociate, but increase the amount of investment of time in meditation. This is the call for the third and fourth ashram of life. There is no other way out. There is no other option. Uh, how to deal with it. Body is coming down, slowing down, changing. So this is natural process. Uh, we can't be complaining about it all the time. So we have to come to accept it that, okay, here it is. I have had a wonderful life. I have had a good life. There was a time when the body was in that phase. I enjoyed and experienced my senses. I cannot go on doing that. So I have to figure out a new way to be. And the new way to be is to go deeper in self-exploration. There is the whole universe within whole universe within. Provided we, through practice, through spending more time, we become quieter, stiller, and become introverted. We cannot keep looking for the same way to feel good, the way we used to do in our second and first ashram of life. In the third ashram of life, fourth ashram of life, the same joy, even higher joy, ever more lasting joy can be experienced by being with your practice, going deeper. This is what we came here to do, to realize the self, that we are not separate from the whole. I am divine being. I am an extension of that divinity. An undisciplined, unpurified mind will come with reasons to tell me why I am not. I have made all these mistakes and I cannot make amends and blah, blah, blah. Let it go, it's past. You cannot do anything about it. Now at least you can do is just say to yourself, I am here now. I have done my best. 
now I'm going to do even better. Please look at the preoccupation of the mind and turn it back towards yourself. You are pure, you are whole, you are the one with the consciousness. Claim it. Mind will say, oh yeah, I'm just tricking myself. What am I doing? I could be doing something more. I could be doing something better, more fun. But that's the undisciplined mind. You say, I'm in my third phase of life, fourth stage of life. I'm going to give myself permission just to do nothing. Just lie here and breathe for 20 minutes without feeling guilty. This whole thing was inspired by sitting with the young couple yesterday. And I look at the Sangha. I think we all have this blessing in our life to carve out a little more time than usual. I see lots of things and I draw inspiration from this. I have Mindy living in the ashram. She has created such a beautiful, beautiful flowers all around her space. You walk by and you look at those colors and their um, softness and the varied colors. You just feel good. We all can do that no matter where you are. If you have a little time, just if you don't have any time, or if you have a little time, invest in something that makes you feel good and that makes others feel good. This is the life of Seva. Uh, if you are not in a position to go out and be in the community because of the pandemic or work somewhere, through invest your time and energy in something that makes you feel good, that others can also enjoy. So that was a nice example of the, just somebody's making beautiful flowers and you're looking, passing by, you look at it and you feel good. At least you appreciate. So through my actions, if I can awaken the appreciation in somebody, that is a seva. I will speak more about these four ashrams of life some other day, but today just a little reminder for people in the third and fourth ashram of life to up the bar a little bit. If you meditate once, try to meditate twice, three times, four times. Whenever you have a little time, just 
just like the bathe in the Ganga, they pushed out all these things and take a dip. So please develop the habit of taking a dip in your inner ocean. There is an ocean, there is a whole vastness within you. And, and there are some many other little things that I will hint as we go into this, but from I think that we all need more encouragement, more inspiration to go deeper in our meditation. And I will keep reminding us all. So today I would like to stop right here so you can check in with each other and I'm here. Thank you all so much. My heart is very full today. <laughs>